This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Noah Hale steps in as we go to the top of the fourth. No score, BYU in Washington. First pitch from Jordan Jones over for a strike. Just as we were talking about how nice it had been up here today, it starts to drizzle a little bit. Here's the 0-1 to uh, Noah Hill. A big swing and a miss, fooled on a curveball, and he's down quickly 0-2. And my resident meteorologist here, Tuckett Slade, uh, (laughs) pulls up the radar, of course, and it looks like there's some great big green blobs of rain coming this direction. You just never know here, do you? 0-2 pitch. uh, Hill again swings and misses. And, boy, Noah completely fooled in that at bat. Strikeout by Hill, first out of the fourth, and that will bring uh, Brock Hill to the plate. Yeah, he uh, didn't look good at all on that at-bat. It's not typical of Noah. That's the fourth strikeout by Jones. And Hale steps in. Uh, Brock struck out looking his first time up, and the first pitch is down low, ball one. Well, the pitchers have been in command of this ballgame, to say the least. They've both... Just giving up uh, one hit. Hale pops it up. Out of play down the first base side. My remembrance of this ballpark, I have two really good memories of this ballpark. One was they didn't have a press box. They just put some tarp up. And it rained the entire three games we were playing here. Pitch to Brock Hale. Little two hopper down to the third baseman who's got it, and he'll throw Brock out quickly for out number two. And throughout the game, throughout the series, the tarp would get loaded with rain, and all of a sudden you'd get dumped. The radio equipment would get wet. They were trying to keep it dry. Uh, I was afraid of being electrocuted. (laughs) Is that before they had a turf field? No, they had the turf field then. Okay. So that's why we were, I mean, literally three straight days of rain, and we played all three. Wow. So we mentioned the field here, just like the Larry Miller field, except they do have dirt on the mound. Swinging in a foul tip by uh, Jackson Clough. So two men out for the Cougars. And that pitch is down low. I wonder if they regret that, putting dirt there, because if they didn't have the dirt, and the way it missed here, you could yeah. never, ever have a rain out. Well, that's the way it was back then. 1-1 one, one pitch. That pitch is inside. Cougars were shut out Saturday. They've gone three innings here, so 12 and two-thirds at least since BYU has scored. Got to get the offense a little bit unchecked and get it going. Ball fouled up and out of play by Tluff. Well, and Saturday was such a weird game offensively. The second, third, fourth, and fifth innings, we got the leadoff runner on and then hit into a double play the next batter. And so those are just big-time rally killers when you're trying to get back in that game. And then you're chasing six or seven runs and just couldn't quite put it together. 2-2 pitch. Popped up. Third baseman going over into foul territory, and he will make the catch for the out. And the Cougars retired again in order here. On the pop-up by Clough. We're through three and a half. No score. Huskies and Cougars on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Nick, Nick Kale steps in against Jordan Wood. First pitch is up high, ball one. We're in the fourth inning, bottom of. No score. Both teams with just one hit. Nick Kale, really one of the top uh, players in the country coming into this year. That pitch is down low for ball two. Yeah, I mean, he's their guy. You're batting over 400, six home runs, 34 RBIs. He can really hit. He had a line drive off of Jordan Wood that was retrieved by Sue and Kale was thrown out his uh, first time up there, and the pitch is outside for ball three. Wouldn't be surprised if they give him a 3-0 and uh, little hit sign here. A little green light here yeah. by your best hitter. When you're struggling to score runs, pitches outside, ball four, so four consecutive pitches. Kale down to first base, and that will bring Connor Blair to the plate. And all those pitches there by Wood were... Like, just non-competitive, off the zone, low, high. Kind of like he was, like, afraid to pitch to him, which is not typical of Jordan. He usually is a, with his stuff, he's he's just confident and attacks every hitter. Well, especially he's been hit by a line drive. Yeah. I mean, normally he'd come right back at you. It's true. 
Connor Blair, the right fielder, popped up to shortstop. Jackson Clough, his first time up. And the first pitch is swing and a miss for strike one. Husky ballpark just beginning to drizzle here in the yard. As we've had a cloudy day the entire day. Very little rain up to this point. And the day was supposed to get better as far as uh, better weather as the night went on. And here's the 0-1. Good curveball there. A swing and a miss by Connor Blair. As he got fooled by that breaking pitch. We got him where you want him here. You're looking for a strikeout or a little... uh Ground out to shorter second to see if you can get yourself a little double play. Stay out of the middle here. Try to get weak contact or a strikeout. 0-2. Nick Kale, not much of a base stealer. Does not have a stolen base. Hasn't tried a stolen base this year. The Huskies only 17 on the year. 31 attempts, so not a team that really runs that well. Pitches up a little bit high for ball one. Yeah, a little elevated fastball there. Just missed up. Good spot there. Trying to get a swing and miss. And now you can go back to that slider or change up or, or fastball down and away. Ball and two strikes. Nobody out. Runner at first base. And here's the pitch. Ball grounded foul down the third base side. I had him out in front there, out on his front foot. No chance there, but uh, pull it way foul. Jordan Wood this year, 53 and two-thirds innings coming into the ballgame. He's given up 57 hits, 34 runs, 27 of those earned. 15 walks, 40 strikeouts by uh, Jordan. His opponents are hitting 273 off the right-hander out of Friendswood, Texas, playing his senior year for BYU. He has been the number one guy in the staff for the last two years. And the one-two, good pitch, strike three called. Outside corner for out number one, and that will bring Joe Waynehouse up. Waynehouse struck out his first time. To show you how good uh, Jordan was early, he said he had 27 earned runs on the year, and 17 of those, 18 of those were in the last two weeks. So you take those away, it's a really, it's below 10 earned. It's below 10 earned on the year in 50-something innings. So yeah, he was blowing as uh, one ERA for. The majority of yep. the year before giving up that, uh, that 11 runs, spot. You give up 11, 11 spot to right. San Diego. That'll do it to you. One man out, one man on. Wayne House steps in. First pitch. That ball's hit fair down the third baseline. That will be extra bases as Wayne House will go into second base with a double. Boy, yeah. just went the opposite way with it. Yeah, that's unfortunate there because Casey was playing off the line and it was a fastball away that he just barely tapped it down the line because Casey was playing in the hole, taking away the pull side because Jackson was playing up the middle. He's able to sneak it down the line there because if Casey's playing where he normally plays, it's right to him and it's a double play ball and you're out of the inning. But you know, a big left-hander up. He normally yeah. do, you know, pulls everything. Yeah, well, I think that's the first ball he's hit down that line this year. When <laughs> we were looking at the scouting report, he had no balls down the left field line on the ground all year. So huh? you play your percentages, and, and he got one there. Well, maybe the BP's working for him. It may be. Cerillo now steps in. He uh, grounded out to the shortstop. Cougars uh, now timeout called by Clough at shortstop. He's going to go through a series of signs. The Cougar uh, infield captain, Clough. Cougars back in the infield, willing to give up the run for the out up the middle. As Cerillo... Batting from the left side, first pitch, a swing and a miss for a strike. And Jordan Wood might be his best breaking ball we've seen the entire year here tonight. That was a really good pitch right there. And I tell you what, this is a big strikeout situation right here. You can kind of already have that sense that it's going to be a pitcher's type of day today and a pitcher's duel, and you've got to keep those runs off the board early in this game. Got to find a way to get a pop-up in the infield or a big strikeout. Cerillo. 52 average, 19 RBIs, has runners at second and third, one man out, scoreless game. Bottom of the fourth, here's the pitch from Wood, ball right, right back to Wood, he snags it, then throws oh, wow. high. Wow. And then Deming went up and made the catch. 
great play by Jordan Wood. Then he almost threw it away. Oh, my goodness. I mean, absolutely great reactions. That uh, ball was smashed oh, up that, the middle. That was a, that was a two-RBI single right there, if yep. not for Wood making the, the instant uh, reaction. And then just tries to rush it to first, <laughs> and he babied it. And good thing Deming was able to get up, or that would have been a probably a two-run error if he had thrown that away. You know, it was Mike. interesting. He he made the play. I think his feet were still in the air when he yeah. turned and threw to first yeah, he before he even came down. Yeah, he had plenty of time. Had, I, I didn't even think the guy was out of the batter's box. The ball was hit that hard. Well, now you have to really, really find a way to get out of this now that you have two outs. Now Baird steps in, a right-hander, and the first pitch is down low, ball one. Baird struck out looking his first time up. He does have 31 strikeouts on the year now. He is batting a little bit below 300, 288. 11, home, R, 11 RBIs. Yeah, one home run. One ball, no strikes to count. And as the, the night goes on, the wind picks up a little bit. And the drizzle continues to come down here at Husky uh, Field, and that ball's fouled off. They've got their soccer field off the third baseline here, and off the first baseline, they've got some just intramural fields here. Husky Stadium is uh, over the right field wall here. Beautiful campus here in uh, Seattle. As Baird steps back in, a ball and a strike as the Huskies... uh, Trying to score here in the bottom of the fourth in a scoreless ball game. And here is Woods' pitch. There's a ball grounded foul down the third baseline. Again, that good curveball from Jordan Wood. Yeah, you have him set up perfect here. You have a 200 hitter on deck. You have one two count. First base is open. Go ahead and just throw three straight pitches right here for strikeouts. And you either get him to chase it or you walk him. You just don't want to put anything over the plate here and and give up two runs here early in the game. One ball, two strikes. Wood, a long look in at Noah Hill, his catcher. As the right-hander, Baird, steps back in. And here is the one-two pitch. Ball fouled up, but good pitch up on the hands of Baird, and he just got a piece of it and fouled it back into the screen behind home plate. Yeah, fastball up and in, and you're right. He just barely got a piece of that. Cougars' next home game, believe it or not, May 9th against San Francisco. Those will be the last three home games of the year, 9th, 10th, and 11th. So this 11-game road stand is going to go, or home, uh, yeah, road uh, trip, going to go a long way in determining the Cougars in the conference. Ball again, just fouled at the plate. That's a good breaking ball right there. So we have an 11-game roadie, and then we have, I think we play, one is it, we play at Utah before we play no, San Francisco? No, we play, no. So we play San Francisco and then Utah. And then at Utah and, and then, then at Santa, Santa Clara. Clara. So you're, you're home for three, and then you're gone for yeah. the final four. So 15 road games and three home games left. That's a crazy finish to our season. Could be great for the RPI, though, if you find a way to win 12 or 13 of those. That's right. Ball and two strikes. And here is Jordan Wood. Looks in. Here's the pitch. Fastball. Fouled off again by Ben Baird. My eyes were playing tricks with me there, Brent. I thought that ball was, like, back up the middle. And then all of a sudden it hits the screen. I just, (laughs) the way it went off the bat for me was like, I'm like, oh, man. And I'm like, oh, it's a foul ball. This ballpark, 327 down the left field line, three, only 317 down the right field line, 365 in the power, and it's kind of odd. The power alleys are pushed toward, more toward the lines than 385 in center field. Pitch strike three call. Jordan Wood battles back. That's a big pitch. Picks up his sixth strikeout of the ball game. We're through four complete, no score, Washington and BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Brent Norton. Austin Deming leads it off for the Cougars as we go to the fifth there. No score. Washington with two hits and the Cougars with one hit as Deming fouls this one off. Cougars right now on a 17-inning scoreless streak. The last time they scored was in the fourth inning of Friday's game against Pepperdine. They scored all four of their runs. Won that one 4-2. 
a long they time were ago. shut out the next week or the next night, and then they've gone four innings here. So BYU looking to string some hits together and get some runs on the board. 1-1 pitch to Deming. That ball's hammered. Left field base hit. Left fielder Cerillo over, picks it up, and will hold Deming to a single. Yeah, got a hanging breaking ball right there, and Deming did not miss that pitch. You want to see that more often. Good swing there by Deming. Austin and Deming, the freshman out of Santa Clara, Utah. And he was the last guy to get the last RBI 17 innings ago. Deming was, so maybe he'll get this thing going for us. McIntyre steps in. Mitch uh, flew out to left field his first time up. Both teams now with two hits as we play the top of the fifth in a scoreless ball game. And McIntyre takes that pitch over for a strike. For that third baseman's playing so far off the line and, and shaded in for the bunt. He just slapped one there. It's a yep. double. <laughs> McIntyre hitting 282 as he steps to the plate. And Jones's pitch. That's outside. Kale, the catcher back there, one of the better catchers in the country. You know, the Cougars, 32 steals on the year, especially with Deming at first base. I don't think you're going to see him going anywhere. You might see a hit and run, but but you're not going to see a straight steal. One ball, one strike. It's outside for a ball. This yeah, situation right here where Coach Littlewood might force some action. Yeah. Especially here, good hit and run count. You might see something here. You know what's interesting with the short porch and right with that 317? The right fielder is playing shallow. It's going to be hard to go first to third in this ballpark. 2-1 pitch, down low, ball three. Well, this definitely is a spot that Coach Littlewood likes to do. 3-1 hit and runs right here. It's take ball four or hammer a pitch into a gap. That's the 51st pitch by Jones. As we are here just in the fifth inning. 3-1. That's over for a strike. 3-2. and two. Yeah, Went to a 3-1 cutter on the back door there. and Just barely caught it for a strike. That's having a lot of confidence in your pitch right there. You can tell that uh, pitch fooled McIntyre a little bit. As I think he, you know, green light right there if it would have been a pitch that he really could have driven. 3-1 pitch, runner going, ball hit into left field. Left fielder going back, Cerillo, he's going to get there and make the catch for the out. So McIntyre's flown out twice, both times to Cerillo and left. Yeah, and that was ball four. That was up and away, would have been ball four. So you got to do, he just asked uh he just asked the unplayed umpire, and he, and he waved, yes, it would have been a ball. So that's tough to see. you got to be patient in that zone. You, you walk there, now it's first and second with Keaton up. They can bunt guys over and, and have a chance to score a run. Got to be disciplined in the zone. Kringland steps in. He grounded out to the shortstop his first time up. As Keaton steps to the plate, Jones's first pitch. Kringland pops it up. Left fielder coming in, shortstop going out. Shortstop going to make the play. Ruben Gromasco for out number two. Yeah, you get a a nice line drive leadoff single to get the inning going, and you get back-to-back weak fly balls to left field on guys that are really good hitters. You have to have your guys. When you're on the road against a good Pac-12 team, you have to have your guys, Brent, show up and put together good at-bats. Coach Littlewood said pregame he loved the team's attitude coming into tonight. Really felt like they were ready to play. First pitch to Hobbs. Nyberg is over for a strike. Yeah, they had a little bit of confidence about him yesterday in practice and uh, today during BP. Kind of like, a, hey, I'm not afraid of these guys, which you, you like to see. 0-1 pitch. That is outside to Nyberg. But Hobbs. Jones. Hobbs granted out to the second baseman his first time up. But Jones is doing a good job. He's mixing up speeds, inside-outside fastball, throwing his breaking ball for a strike, and been making it tough for them to hit tonight. Here is the 1-1 pitch from Jones. Nyberg fouls it off. In action today in the conference, LMU, the top team in the conference, uh, dropped to 11-5, and a half a game ahead of the Cougars. As they fell five to nothing to St. Mary's. 
San Francisco currently being uh, beaten at Pacific two to nothing. Quick throw to first base and uh, Deming back in safely. So the Cougars one out away from their 18th straight scoreless inning. Jordan Jones from the stretch. Here's the one-two pitch to Nyberg. He fouls it at the plate. Is it okay if I say uncle at this point? Like, <laughs> just cry uncle here? Come on, let's get a run across. Let's get a little two-out rally going. Tomorrow's matchup, Josh Bergman for Washington against Easton Walker, and then uh, Sterner for the Cougars uh, to be determined still for Washington in that Saturday afternoon contest as Nyberg fouls another one off. It was almost a balk there. He barely paused. You know, you say it's 17 and two-thirds innings of scoreless. The best part about that is I guarantee you the team has no idea, has absolutely not a clue. Until we started doing the math in here, I know it's something that hasn't even been talked about all week, So, which is nice because you don't want them to feel that pressure of we have to, we have to score. It's been so long. It's just us and fun thing to talk about. One and two, Nyberg steps back in, pitch hit up the middle, shortstop Bramasco playing him up the middle. He's got it, and he will throw him out. So the Cougars retired here in the fifth inning. No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left. We are through four and a half. No score, BYU in Washington on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Brent Norton. Jonathan Schiffer steps in for the Huskies. Scoreless baseball here in Washington. Bottom of the fifth we go. And the first pitch uh, from Jordan Woods outside a little bit for ball one. I think we need to recalculate our scoreless inning streak. I think it's a little more than what we thought. Ball hit pretty well right field. Brock Hill going over down the line in foul territory. Uh. Dives and Pops out of his glove, and boy, if that isn't a situation where Brock just not really comfortable yeah. with his ballpark, not knowing where that out of play territory fence is, he he probably didn't even need to really slide, but he didn't. It popped out of his glove. Yeah, he slid a little early there, and the ball came back on him, and it pops out. That's a tough break. You'd like to get that out there, and that's not typical of Brock. He usually makes a heck of a job and makes every play. Cougars now 20 innings of scoreless after Cougars scored in the third inning all four of their runs on Friday. They have not scored since then. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Ball hit uh, weakly down the third baseline. Gloved foul by Casey Jacobson. And the count will go to uh, one ball and two strikes. Every time the ball hits the turf, they throw it out with the drizzle that we've got in the ballpark. Currently, it doesn't look like it's raining too hard. Just a very gentle drizzle out of the uh, Seattle skies here. Schiffer, a sophomore out of Irvine, struck out his first time up, and he's behind in the count one and two. Here's the pitch from Wood. A little check swing. Ball fouled up into the grandstand area right above the Huskies' dugout. That wind's starting to pick up, though. It really is. That flag's really starting yep. to move, and now you've seen the trees really go. Here's the one-two. Up a little bit high for a ball. Jordan Wood now uh, 61 pitches as he pitches here in the bottom of the fifth inning. So both pitchers have just done a remarkable job. One-two, ball fouled out of play. Wood with six strikeouts through the first four innings. You know, the last three starts, his strikeout numbers have been down also. Yeah, and and the best part about Jordan Wood is he knows more than anyone out there how disappointing those have been, and he's been working really hard with Coach Bradshaw trying to get back to his normal mechanics and getting his legs and and trying to pitch how we know he can. 2-2 pitch, down low, ball three. They went to the hard slider right there for the swing and miss, just missed down. Now you got to attack here. You don't want to walk the lead off, especially a 219 average hitter in the eight hole. You want to make those guys earn it. 3-2 pitch. Ball fouled straight back. 
Schiffer, a sophomore out of Irvine, California, has started 18 games this year out of uh, the 32 the Huskies have played. Has 63 at-bats coming in. And here's Wood out of the windup, 3-2. Just off the plate, ball four. Yeah, that's a tough walk right there. That that uh, Brock Hale drop in right field turns into a leadoff walk to the eight hole. Good battle there by Schiffer. I wonder if they'll maybe bunt here and try to get him to second and get a couple opportunities to try to score a run. Kaiser Weiss, who doubled in the alley in left center field, will step in. Weiss. Talked about only hitting, uh, well, he's hitting now 217. Very limited action for Weiss this year. Just picked up his 10th hit and his 46th at bat. And here is Wood from the stretch. They've got him swinging away, and he fouls it off. Kind of surprising. I would yeah. agree with you there. Maybe Tuck. maybe he's talking the coach out of it because I hit a double his last time up that, hey, maybe he can do it again. But, and some coaches like to play the game of I'll give you one swing to see what you can do, and then it's my turn. So we'll see if he tries to bunt here with one strike now. No balls and a strike. Uh, both teams with just two hits. Jordan Wood with two walks in the ballgame. Runner at first base, nobody out, and a swing and a miss. Boy, Weiss either fooled on the pitch yeah. or not sure what that was. Very... Uh, yeah, way behind the pitch. Way, way, way behind that. The runner at first fake still stole there. And I don't know if that caught him <laughs> off. or I, I, Like he, maybe I missed a sign, I have to swing. I don't know, but that wasn't a really good swing. No, it was not. Looked like a swing I might have put on that fastball. Yeah. <laughs> 0-2 the count. Two Weiss. Jordan Wood really looking for a strikeout right here in this situation. Doesn't want that man to advance. And Wood... Throws two first, and uh, back in safely is uh, Schiffer. He's got one stolen base on the year. As I mentioned, uh, Washington doesn't really run much. Yeah, it seems like all the stolen bases they have is from one, one, and one or two guys right there at the top of the order. 0-2, yeah. here's Wood taking his time looking in. And the pitch just off the plate. For a ball. And Washington's doing a good time, the second, a good job here through the second time through the order of taking and not swinging at some fringe pitches and really making Wood work. Because those pitches are just barely missing right there. One and two now the count. Here's the pitch. A swing and a miss for the strikeout, and Weiss goes down. Yeah, like you said, big strikeout right there. That way he turned the, turned the order over to the leadoff hitter with uh, keeping him at second base. Now you have a chance to get a double play and get out of this. Ramon Bramosco steps to the plate. He is 0 for 1, flew out in the first, walked in the third. Actually Wood with uh, three walks now. Not just two as I would mentioned earlier. He's had one in the third, fourth, and the leadoff man here in the fifth. As Bramasco, the shortstop, steps in. And here's Wood's pitch. Slider on the outside corner for a strike. It really changes the at-bat when Jordan can throw that breaking ball for strike one. If you can get a swing and miss or a called strike for strike one with that breaking ball, it opens up the count to whatever you want to go to here, Brent. The Husky shortstop steps back in. Quick throw to first. Deming puts the tag on, but not in time. No score here. Bottom of the fifth, BYU and Washington. Both teams have played airless defense. Both teams with two hits. Washington really threatened in the bottom of the fourth. Had runners at second and third with one man out. And a great defensive play by Woods saved him. There's a pitch that's just off the corner. And uh, Ben Rapphorst, the home plate umpire, will not give you anything at all off that corner. 
the right-handed hitter up there. He looks over the inside corner right over the top of Noah Hill, and he just doesn't give that call at all. Here's the 1-1 pitch from Wood. Runner going, swing and a miss, throw down. And the throw gets past uh, Brian Sue into center field. And the runner moves to third base. Boy, the ball was there in plenty of time, but it short hops Sue, who was not able to come up with it. Yeah, that's not like Brian Sue. The ball beats him. He's out if he catches it and wasn't able to hold on to it. And not even normally he just you at least block it. And if he blocks it there, you know, it keeps him from going to third. But now you have a two-strike count with a contact hitter up right here. And uh, infield looks like they're going to play in to try to keep him from scoring here. Yeah, the error on Noah Hill, the catcher on the bad throw. Cougars bring the infield in. Really need a strikeout here. One man out, one and two the count. And Jordan Wood looks now at the runner at third base and the pitch. And that ball's hit right at Jacobson. He'll grab it, look the man back to the bag. And Jacobson almost throws that ball away. I tell you, today when our, when our defenders have had all day to throw, they're just like lobbing it over there, and Deming did a good job again of stretching and keeping that foot on there and getting that second out. So infield didn't play dividends there. They're able to hold the runner, and now you have a chance to get out of this if you can just get yourself an out. Yeah, Deming actually caught the ball with his foot off the bag and had to come back and tap the, the bag with his toe and just got the runner two-man out, runner at third base, and Nick Roberts steps in. Roberts 0 for 2, a ground out and a strikeout. And Jordan Wood with the pitch. Ball grounded to Jacobson. He will field the ball, but it will be a foul ball. Fielded at about a foot foul. Kind of a late call by the umpire there. I'm like, it's a foot foul. Like, what are you waiting for? Casey had to carry through, make the throw, because no call was made on the big high hopper. I was hoping they'd just call it fair because Casey got him out. (laughs) The funny thing is the umpire didn't make the call until the first baseman made the catch. Yeah, so late. Like, come on. Maybe he thought everybody knew it was foul, but, it, you know, it was probably a foot foul, but it was high enough in the air Yeah, that you need to make that call quick. No balls and a strike to Nick Roberts. Big at bat right here. Huskies threatening again here in the bottom of the fifth. A walk and an error. Runner at third base, two men out. And here is the pitch. That's over for a strike. 0-2, and, and uh, that pitch was on the outside corner, and it was called a strike. I was about ready to call it a ball before yeah. Van Rapphorst called it a strike. Well, Roberts has 19 strikeouts on the on the year, and he struck out looking his last at bat. Wood needs it right here to have back-to-back innings of getting out of a jam with the runner on third and less than two. 0-2 the count. Here's the pitch. Good breaking pitch off the plate. Really good waste pitch right there by Jordan Wood. Yeah, it's a great 0-2 pitch right there. Slider away that if you swing at that, there's no chance you can hit it. And with 1-2, you can go your favorite pitch right here. Their best hitter's on deck, so this is the guy you want. Ball two strikes. And the pitch. He did. Checked his swing. He said he did not go around on the breaking ball pitch. Wow, he sure looked like it from here. Very, very close. Peel it down to uh, the first base umpire. Well, the Pac-12 umpires are not going to give us the benefit, right? Paul Graham got, went quick with a safe sign there. Yeah, I, I thought right away it was a yeah. swing. Looked like he went over the top of the plate. Two and two. Here's Wood. Again, we'll work from the stretch with a runner at third. And the pitch, a swing and a miss, and... Jordan Wood works himself out of another jam, his seventh strikeout of the ball game. We're through five complete, no score, Washington and BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Brent Norton. Casey Jacobson steps in, first pitch is over for a strike. We go to the six, no score, BYU and Washington. Husky ballpark here on the campus of the University of Washington. Here's the 0-1, little looping fly ball, easy play for the center fielder, Kaiser Weiss. He comes in and 
makes the catch for out number one. Boy, and right now you got to tip your cap to uh, Jordan Jones as he has had the Cougars off balance the entire ball game. He really has. It's just been, I mean, only had two balls really hit hard in play. Everything else has been a strikeout or just a, a flare or a ground out. Brian Sue now steps in. You know, hitting is contagious in the Cougars' uh, 19 innings now of scoreless baseball. And uh, they just need to get uh, jump started, put a couple of hits together. Exactly. 1-0 pitch to Sue is over for a strike. Glenn, you're, you're, you're rolling over here to your top of your lineup. You need these guys to put something together. They're the ones that been that got you to this point at 29 and 24-9 uh, and nine on the year. 1-1 pitch, fly ball down the right field line. Right fielder coming over uh, Blair, and that ball will land in the bullpen area of the Huskies. Cougars down the third baseline. The uh, Huskies in the first base dugout. That's kind of opposite of what you normally see. Yes, yeah, just because that's where they had built their locker room over there yeah. when they remodeled with the, because they had more space, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, they got a soccer field behind the first base dugout. Pitch to Sue is down low, 2-2. Two and two. Really a lot of nice renovations here in the ballpark, and uh, Washington and BYU playing a non-conference three-game set here. Cougars have really been able to put together some great schedules with uh, some Pac-12 schools. 2-2 pitch, and uh, Sue swings and misses. Boy goes down. Not often you see Brian Sue fooled that badly on a pitch. Well, you know, he's been throwing the fastball cutter slider so far, and that time he broke out the curveball. You hadn't really seen that, so he waits till the sixth inning to break out that curveball, and Brian had no idea what to do on that pitch. It got fooled really bad. Now Noah Hill steps in with two men out. Noah popped up to the first baseman and uh, struck out in the fourth inning, so he's 0 for 2. And the first pitch is a fly ball. Right fielder in his tracks. Connor Blair is there, and he will make the catch for the out, and the Cougars retired in order again here in the sixth. We're scoreless, Huskies and Cougars, on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and Brent Norton. Go to the bottom of the sixth, scoreless here in Seattle. Nick Kale. Connor Blair, Joe Waynehouse, the three hitters for the Huskies going against uh, Jordan Wood. Wood has uh, worked his magic getting out of a couple of jams the last two innings and really been kind of his own worst enemy walking both the, the leadoff hitters but then made a fantastic save on a play in the fourth. That ball's fouled out of play. And then last uh, inning, got a strikeout with a runner at third base to end the inning. Yeah, I mean, the fourth and the fifth inning, he had a runner at third with less than two and was able to get out of the inning scoreless. So great job by Jordan Wood so far in this game. Here's the 0-1 outside for a ball. And it's nice to face this guy with nobody on base. Cougars and Huskies uh, playing for the 35th time in their history. Cougars hold a 21-13 overall lead against Washington in baseball. Ball hit right at Clough. Ball hit hard, and Jackson up with it throws to first for the out. Good start to the inning there to get their best hitter. Connor Blair now steps in. Blair with seven home runs on the year. He's a junior out of Brentwood. Six foot, 215 pound junior. Blair played at Liberty for a year and then Butte College and now has made his way here to Washington. I got a couple of guys that have three schools in three years. First pitch, ball hit into left field, base hit by Connor Blair. Yeah, good swing by Blair. A little get me over, hanging breaking ball down the middle that he just hammered in the six hole for a one out single. Third hit by the Huskies in the game. And Joe Waynehouse, who's uh, one for two today, struck out his first time, doubled in the left field line his last time up. It's got him listed at 6'6", 260. I think he might weigh a little more than 260. My goodness, he is a large human being. He really is. I was watching when we were watching him take BP earlier today, or just like, he looks like a big leaguer. I mean, that body is a big, big boy. Jordan Wood 
Rocks and fires to the left. He takes a little bit off it, and Waynehouse swings and misses. That good changeup right there, running away. It's crazy to see Waynehouse batting a buck 34. He was a 340 hitter with like 12, 13 jacks last year. As you mentioned, had a huge super regional huge, against Fullerton to huge. get them into the College World Series. Yeah, without him, they don't go to the World Series last year. Owen won the count, runner at first base, one man out. Boy, big lead by the runner at first. Now timeout called as Deming uh, kind of coming off the bag a little bit. Uh, Blair, yeah, with the one left. stolen base on the year. With the lefty up there, you want to protect that uh, so, yeah, hole. So he's trying to bounce off him, but every time he bounces, Blair's bouncing with him even further, <laughs> getting a bigger lead. Owen won the count. And the pitch to Wayne House, a swing and a miss, 0-2. Well, you saw Wayne House. He's the prototypical old-school power hitter. A lot of power, no speed whatsoever. Even that ball that he hit, they hit all the way to the wall. He almost got thrown out at second base. He doesn't run well. So if a ground ball stays in the infield that's fielded, you're a good shot of getting a double play here and getting out of this inning. Wayne House is senior right here uh, locally, Kent Washington. Wearing number 44 across that jersey. Here's the pitch. Just off the plate, one and two. Again, three straight off-speed pitches there by Jordan Wood, and that uh, good change that he has devastating to these left-handed hitters. Yeah, and you're seeing that he's just not seeing it well, so you're just repeat, 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 and just keep trying to get that swing and miss. You don't want to throw anything hard up and in because that's his power alley. Just stay away. Wood again with a 1-2 count. And here is the pitch. Ball looped into left field right at uh, Hobbs Nyberg, who made the catch for the up. Boy, that ball carried well to left. Yes, it did. It was hit well. He uh, got a fastball there. Wood tried to see if he could just sneak a fastball by him, and he hammered that. Hobbs kind of got fooled. Didn't quite know if it was going to drop or go deep and uh, was able to take a step back and catch it on his heels. That's a big out right there. Two men out. Mason Cerillo steps in. If the ball does carry, it is to left, and the wind is kind of laid down a little bit. It won't quite make up its mind. Yeah, what we saw in middle innings, it started out with no wind in the ballpark, and then two, three innings was blowing pretty good in from right. Now it's just a gentle little breeze. As Cerillo is grounded out twice in the game. He's 0 for 2. And the first pitch outside, ball 1. We're in the bottom of the sixth of a scoreless ball game here in Seattle. Cougars come in 24-9 on the year, 10-5 and in the conference. Of Washington, 16 wins, 15 losses. And 5 wins, 10 losses in the Pac-12. They currently are in eighth or 10th place in the conference standings. Cougars right now second place, a half a game behind LMU. That pitch is uh, fouled out of play. As you'd mentioned, the Huskies off to a tremendous start. Took two of three from Oregon, took two of three from USC. And then since that point, they've kind of gone in the tank. Uh, Two and ten in their last 12. Yeah, and lost nine straight. Yeah, nine straight Pac-12 games. Against, of course, good competition in those losses. Uh, three straight to Oregon State, three at Arizona, and uh, three at Stanford. One ball, one strike. There goes the runner. Fakes going now. He's going to get tied up. Quick throw to first base, and the runner is going to make it into second base. I'm not sure what he was doing out there. but yeah. uh, and that was on Deming. Yeah, Deming. Deming uh, didn't get rid of it when they tried to back pick him at first. He took off to second, and Deming, like, pump faked, and because of the pump fake, he threw it wide, and... He slides in there. That's a big kind of a weird st- yeah. steal right there because now two outs, pretty good little hitter up right here and uh, runner on second. So a stolen base to uh, Connor Blair. Not a really good throw there by Noah Hill to Deming either. He had to kind of climb the ladder to come down with that. And then Deming just didn't react uh, very quickly. And that's the lack of experience at first base for Deming, not knowing that in that situation you just have to get rid of it as fast as you can. 2-1 pitch. Outside, ball three. He's up to past 90 pitches now, right? Yeah, he is at 90 pitches right now. Cougars, uh, they've got a couple of guys in the pen. Nobody throwing yet. Pen is over the, down the foul line. It's in, over the wall and left. So a couple of guys starting to move around. 
as we play the bottom of the sixth inning as uh, Wood has had to throw a bunch of pitches here in the fifth, sixth, and fourth, fifth, and sixth. 3-1 pitch. That's down low, ball four. So there have been multiple runners on. There's been four walks in the last four innings by Jordan Wood, and uh, Ben Baird's going to step in. He struck out twice tonight. Jordan Wood with seven strikeouts through the first five and two-thirds, and now we're going to have an offensive timeout, head coach for Washington. And I think they should change the rule that if they take an offensive conference, you're allowed to take a conference to your pitcher. Just because, you know, every time they take a, pit, a mound visit, what do the hitters do? The they hitters come always in. come in. That's so true. you should be able to do it both ways there. Lindsey Meggs is the head coach here at Washington in his 10th year. 281 wins, 254 losses. And, of course, the pinnacle last year making it to the College World Series. But, boy, not a lot of support here in Washington, at least uh, coming to the ballpark tonight on a, on a night that's really not too bad. And there are less than, I think there's less than 200 people in the ballpark, and about 150 of those are, are Cougar fans. I agree with that statement. Strange. Ben Baird struck out uh, looking both times in the third and the fourth. And Wood again battling here as he's done in the last three innings to keep this a scoreless ball game. Baird hitting 286 on the year. Right-hander steps in against Wood. And the pitch all popped up right over the top of us here at the press box area for strike one. Easter weekend, so all college teams are playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday and not playing on Easter. So we'll try to bring you some updates of the scores. Uh, we know LMU, who was 11-4 going in, lost to uh, St. Mary's, and St. Mary's really needed that ball game. They were 6-6. Six and six. Almost a must win, and LMU uh, now with five losses on the year. Here's the 0-1 pitch. is a little bit low for a ball. Well, it says uh, Santa Clara is up one nothing in the bottom of the seventh over the Zags. That, that would yeah, that would be a huge one. Santa Clara really struggling this year. Uh, one and eleven in the conference. A ball and a strike. Two men out. Two men on in a scoreless game. And here is Woods' pitch. Curveball outside for a ball. Pacific is up 4-1 to one on San Francisco in the fifth. That would be another and, bit uh, of an upset. San Diego is beating Portland 3-1 to one in the fourth. Well, right now, one team with 11 wins, three teams with 10 wins. BYU, San Francisco, Gonzaga, all with 10 wins. It's starting to really rain now, Brent. Yeah, it's coming down now. And here's a 2-1 pitch from Wood. Pop pitches up high, and Wood kind of wiping his uh, hand off a little bit out there. His ball might might be getting a little bit slippery. Yeah, it's definitely. It's it's raining more now than it had all all day, really. Their dugout's excited. It's 3-1 count, runner in scoring position. Got to make a big pitch here. Two men out. Three balls, one strike. Number seven hitter Ben Baird stepping in, and here is Jordan Woods' pitch. That pitch is just off the plate, ball four. Well, to tell you how I think he missed that is the runner at second, when the ball was caught, ran all the way back to second base like, oh, that was strike two. He thought it was a strike. Everyone else thought it was a strike, and he balls that, so now we're bases loaded. There's only one pitch that's been in that location that's been called a strike tonight. Billy Van Raphorst. Uh, and we are going to go with the bullpen right now for the Cougars with the bases loaded. We'll, be take, we'll take a 90-second break and be back with a Cougar reliever right after this on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
Well, the fabulous freshman Reed McLaughlin's going to be brought into the ball game. Bases loaded for Washington, a scoreless tie. Jordan Wood uh, gave up a single, walked a couple of guys to load them up. And McLaughlin, who has been dynamite this year for BYU, will come into the ball game. This will be his 16th appearance. He has five wins, no losses, 1.54 earned run average. Got two saves on the air, so in 35 innings, giving up 22 hits, only seven runs. 32 strikeouts in those 35 innings. And has not allowed an extra base hit. So yeah, McLaughlin uh, holding opponents to a 185 average. Reed McLaughlin, just an absolute super freshman. Yeah, he's been fantastic for us, and he's been. This, these are situations he's been put in. He rarely has been put in a game this year where he started the inning. He comes in with runners on scoring position, and has been able to get out of them making big pitches. And boy, do we need him right now in a zero-zero ball game with bases loaded and no and two outs. McLaughlin has the best ERA of any freshman in the country. Currently, one point five four. So he inherits three runners, two men out. And Jonathan Schiffer, the first baseman for the Huskies, steps in. But Laughlin rocks and fires in the first pitch up just a little bit for ball one. Schiffer struck out in the third, walked in the fifth. Jordan would fabulous except for his command, five walks. Yeah, that's what the Ultimately, th- that's what got him out of the ball game. It was. It, it, it made his pitch count go up and... Here's the 1-0, the ball line foul over just above the Huskies' dugout down the first base side. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he had to pitch really hard the last couple innings, and his pitch count got up to close to 100 there. And you could tell that the moisture was kind of affecting him a little bit. Yes, it was. But overall, really good start for Wood. Oh, fantastic. I mean, he'll take that. Any day. You need to read the, close the book on him here with a, a zero right here. One and one the count. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike two. And the book, book on McLaughlin is you just have a hard time picking that ball up out of his hand. Yeah, he's 88 to 91, and he sneaks it in there under the hands, outside, high, low. Kind of throws cross angle right ab- across his body and kind of hides it. Big pitch right here, one, two. Laughlin, long look in. Schiffer steps back in the box, and here is the 1-2 pitch. Swinging strike three, and that will do it. McLaughlin comes in and strikes Schiffer out to end the rally for the Huskies. No runs, one hit, no errors. Three big runners left on base. We're through six, no score, BYU. And the Huskies on your new skin, BYU Sports Network.